So um, I have a couple of things, I want, questions I wanted to ask the children on Zoom today. And are we children here? No. Um, so I'm curious, have you ever been sitting at the, like the dinner table and you, all of you are on the, sitting around the uh, table and um, you're, you all of a sudden say, Mom, would you go get me a glass of milk or something like that? Or would you get me some bread or would you get, have you ever done that before? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or sometimes we'll be sitting like a couple of people are sitting in the uh, TV room watching the TV and one of you says, oh, I would really love to get, have some popcorn. Would you go get me some popcorn, please? Has that ever happened? <laughs> well, what happens is that we kind of like to be served and uh, we like people to kind of wait on us. And what's interesting is that in the gospel for today, Jesus is saying to us that we are not to be those that are being served, but we are those to be serving. That our role in our world is to be of service to other people as opposed to be in a situation where everybody is serving us. And he was saying this especially to his disciples because a couple of the disciples were saying to him, we want to have a place of really a big importance in your world. So could you have us sit right next to you on your light, right and left hand? And Jesus resisted that because he said that we are not there to be served, but we are there to serve. So I guess, I guess the take home for me is that when I'm at home with my family, I might say some, to somebody, if I'm going to go and get something uh, from the table or in watching TV, I might say, I'm going to go get some popcorn. You want me to get some for you too? Or something like that, as opposed to saying, would you go get me some popcorn or would you get me the dessert or something like that? Anyhow, just as a reminder that Jesus invites us to be our serving of those around us as opposed to being waiting for them to serve us. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the chance to hear how important it is for us to be serving other people and not turning to them and expecting them to be our servants. We pray that as we hear these words, we will figure out each day, how can I serve those people with our will? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God, our Heavenly Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'd like to just um, sort of begin by focusing on the last uh, verse of the, uh, of the gospel for today. It's the 45th verse of the 10th chapter of Mark. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I don't know if you uh, noticed 
this or not, but I've noticed that several times this summer, the scripture has focused on the disciples kind of um, lobbying for status among the disciples. They want to be right next to Jesus, one on his left and one on his right, or they want to be with him as he is sort of doing his various things. And every time they say this to them, I don't know if you remember, but when the other disciples heard that the couple of them were lobbying to kind of have this status, they started grumbling and complaining. It's like, this isn't fair. Or, in this case, the disciples are, are wanting to say, well, I want to be on your right hand, and I want to be on your left hand. And Jesus said, well, you may want to do that, but you're going to find it not real easy. And I think one of the things that I have to I kind of chuckle about is that here are these disciples 2,000 years ago, and they sound just like bickering that I hear today, you know. I want this status. I want that status. Why am I not higher up? You know, why am I? Have I not gotten uh, this this uh, promotion and stuff like that? And and yet, um, what's fascinating is that uh, part of why Jesus was so confusing to the people around him is that for uh, hundreds of years, the people, the Israelites, were waiting for a political Messiah, that is somebody who would rescue them politically, that would make them um, a nation, a stronger nation, and maybe a more sovereign nation and such. And so they were waiting, and then people started thinking, aha, this is the person. This is going to be the one who is our special Messiah, who's going to politically put us on the map. But Jesus, he keeps rejecting that. Routinely, over and over again, he rejects being in that power position of being served as the Messiah, like the king or something. But he really looks to the people and said, I'm your servant. I'm here to serve. And I'm here to be your spiritual Messiah not your political one. Well, needless to say, I don't think this always landed very well with people because they really, they really did want a political Messiah. They wanted someone who was going to lead the charge and help people in that sort of becoming a sovereign nation. And it wasn't that way. And so that's how this kind of one line comes up for us today. It says, Jesus said to him, for the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Um, I'm not so sure we would hear many politicians today seeing something like this. And he was simply just rejecting being a political messiah. One of the things that I think that I see us struggling with today also is that um, we, we kind of get caught in a um, mindset of that there are, there's sort of a, uh, a progression of who's in, the, who's in the right place and who's not in the right place. 
and who's acceptable and who's not acceptable. We do a lot of that sort of um, separating out that we'll say, well, this person, because of this, they are more on the outside than they are on the inside. We affirm this group, but we kind of put this group down. And it could be that sometimes um, we look at ourselves into the, in the mirror. We look at ourselves in the mirror and you think, well, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> you know, I don't have that kind of money. I don't have that kind of job or I've got the, a skin color that just isn't as acceptable in our society. And there are a lot of kind of categories. And, and so sometimes it may be the outside saying to us, or it may be the inside of us saying to us that we don't measure up. We're not quite at the status that we're supposed to be. And I think this is what I think is really exciting for what uh, Jesus is getting at today is that he said he's inviting us to think about that it's who we are as how we care or serve the people around us. And that's really what gives us our status is our being there for other people. So, I mean, there's all kinds of ways that we use to kind of actually just discriminate against other people. It could be the lightness or the darkness of the skin. And it could be whether they've got this kind of a job or that kind of a job. Or where do they live? And people that live in this section, they are definitely more important than people who live in this section. And it's kind of like we kind of get ourselves into a position where um, we're constantly generating our worth and our value by looking around us, which is what the disciples wanted to do. Let us be one at your left hand and one at your right hand, because then we will be in the positions of power in this group of people. And Jesus says, no. And invites them to be servants rather than to be in that hierarchy. What's interesting is that a lot of times, I think it's just because almost it's societal, we grew up in this. Like, for example, if you were eating at a restaurant and you would immediately, you would notice that there are various people who do various things. Like there's the person who busses the dishes. There's the person who takes the order. There's the person who brings the food. There's the person who... Uh, is there to bring the beverages. There's different people. And then there's the person who seats people at the tables. And then there's the person that looks like a boss or something is walking around to make sure everybody is happy. And immediately we kind of think of that. We might think, I wonder who is the highest on the totem pole here. And I think that's kind of human nature. We like to do that. We sort of like, where where are each one of these people? And then where do I fit in to that? Let's say, again, think of the uh, restaurant image. Let's say that something didn't turn out the way you had hoped when you had ordered your meal. And so you probably sort of knee-jerk reaction, kind of reflexively, would say, well, I'm not going to ask the person who busses the dishes. I'm not going to probably ask the person 
who took my order. I'm going to look for somebody, maybe as the manager for this shift, and see if I can let them know that things didn't come out. And and it's like Jesus was kind of inviting us to sort of um, dismiss that and to not think about, I am the one to be served, but how can I be the one who is serving? And I think that it means kind of we need to sort of sometimes almost turn upside down our systems because we are quite engaged in these systems. And Jesus keeps you know, inviting us to say, um, how can I be a service to other people? Um, as I was preparing this, I was thinking of a couple of, di- uh, di- well, a bunch of different things came to mind, but one in particular that came to mind is, how many of you um, remember the uh, book, Lord of the Flies? Do you, do you, do you remember, <laughs> I don't know, if you, maybe you read it or maybe you just heard about it. I think there was a movie about it too, wasn't there? Yeah. And if you remember the Lord of the Flies, it was a bunch of young teenage boys that were all sort of on an island and there were no adults and they started jockeying to be who is the leader of this group? Who are the people that are on the outside of this group? And it got to be quite contentious as the... um, as the book went on, it sort of got kind of uh, painfully, powerfully negative. And obviously the author was saying, this is what I speculate what would happen if we just let a bunch of people get together and let them decide. And a lot of people didn't like that, but they also saw in the book and the stories, some of the same kind of little battles that they maybe saw on the school ground or at the workplace or in the neighborhood. I was delighted when just recently I saw a special, and I'm trying to remember if it was on 60 Minutes or if it was something like this, but and maybe as I'm describing it, you'll immediately recognize it. But they found there were these five 13-year-old boys that were in a sailboat and they were on a small Pacific island and they decided to go sailing. And as they were sailing, if I remember the story correctly, as they were sailing, the boat got blown off course and they couldn't get back and they landed on an island that was uninhabited. Does this ring a bell with anybody? Anyhow. So I was really fascinated because here are these five boys, 13-year-olds, and you sort of think, wow, what's going to happen here? They started figuring out we need something to eat. We need water to drink. We need to have safety. Uh, where are we going to sleep? You know, because there was, it was an uninhabited island. But they decided that they were going to work together. So here are five boys, and they just decided, we're, if we're going to survive, we need to serve each other. So someone was more in charge of like um, the meals and 
more another one more in charge of sort of the water supply, etc. And if I remember correctly, it was like they were 13 and I think they were like 15 or 16 when they were finally found. A sailboat was coming fairly nearby and they figure out how to hail them. And here they are, the, the special was 40 years after it happened. So they are now all in their 50s, except for one, one died of cancer. But there, here's the four, the four of them and they're best buddies. <laughs> and I thought, wow, uh, this is the 180 degree opposite of what the Lord of the Flies is all about. The Lord of the Flies was a fantasy and imagining this is what would happen if we didn't have someone to kind of keep us on track. And this other was a real life situation where they didn't have somebody to keep them on track, but they had that skill and ability to do it with each other. I just loved it. I thought that was so incredibly powerful. And today they're still friends. So I think these two examples are sort of like how not to do it, like Lord of the Flies, and how to do that, be in relationship with others by these five young guys. And when I heard, when I was reflecting on both of those, I was hearing in my own mind, these five boys knew how to serve. And it seemed like what they were trying to point out in the Lord of the Flies is these boys were pointing out how it is to be tried to be the one who is served. And so it was very different to focus. How can you make me feel better as opposed to how can I make you feel better? How can I be of help? So I think this is really the challenge that Jesus is putting for us today when he says he came not to be served, but to serve. And he is our example of how to be with each other, not to be waiting for someone to serve us, but figuring out how can I serve? And so maybe the best question is to not ask ourselves, how can I be best served? But how can I best serve? And I think that's the invitation we have today from Jesus as to how do we respond to this gospel, the good news that we have life abundantly. Amen.